Welcome, everybody, to the Healing Place podcast. I am your host, Terry Welbrock, and excited to have with me today Ingrid Hollander. So, welcome, Ingrid. Hi, Terry. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Happy Absolutely. to be here today. Yeah, I was just telling you before we started recording that I, I stalked your website, and um, yeah, I love what I see, and I love the idea of your ebook. So, talk to us about what it is you do. And oh, I didn't do your intro of what did I say? Therapist, teacher, group leader, author. And I added teacher only because, yeah, I think what you do is teaching. Thanks. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So, yeah, you wanted to talk about a little bit about what I do. That was the question before. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Checking in. Um, I, well, when you looked at my website, you probably saw my book. And uh, it's called Calm Your Worries, Unlock Your Secret Code to Lasting Stress Relief and Self-Confidence. And I wrote it after being in private practice and therapy practice for almost 20 years now and raising my children and coming from a long line of worriers and being one myself. Um, I supervise a lot of therapists and they would come into my office and they would say, just don't give me uh, clients who have anxiety. That makes me crazy. I just don't enjoy working with it, blah, blah, blah. I don't get it. And I'd be like, oh, those are my people. What are you talking about? That's my faves. How can you even not want to work with people who worry? Um, and I think because my concept of people who worry is that they care. You know, these are people who care deeply and whose neurobiology, whose mindset has just gotten a little taken over by that yeah. you know you know you can't one thing you can't say about people who worry is that they don't give a rip right. <laughs> they care it's so true yeah and and I feel like so often people who worry you know I don't want to over dramatize it because I know that there are people and I've worked with these people who are suffering from extreme PTSD terrible horrible traumas you know, severe biological anxiety disorders. And I, I'm not minimizing that at all or saying that this is the same. However, it, it can feel so tough for a person who chronically worries to not be able to be heard about that. You know, when you talk to somebody about, oh, I'm really worried about this. The tendency for friends and loved ones is to say, what are you worried about? Right. You look great. You look great. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> you're so, you've made it, you've done it a million times. You're, right. you're, look how successful you are. Look how attractive you are. Look how many friends you have. And inside that person feels like you don't get it at all. Right? So now I'm even more worried because I don't make any sense. And I put people off with my own worry. So it's this vicious cycle that gets set up for people. And so I really decided, I've studied um, a, many different models of therapy as a family therapist, because that's what we do. And uh, the two that I've landed on that I love in particular are Internal Family Systems Therapy by Richard Schwartz and Polyvagal Theory, which is not a form of therapy, but has been brought into the therapy room by a woman named Deb Dana. And those two together along with just kind of who I am and what I do, I found to be exceptionally helpful for people who have chronic worry. And so I started writing about it and sort of melding those together 
and talking to people about worry. And it's been so exciting because I know it's helped me. I know it's helped my clients and it can help other people too. Yeah, I love it. And I totally get it. I, I have a CPTSD diagnosis from my own trauma history from okay. you know, horrific yeah. 20, first 22 years of life. But right, right. so much of my time worrying, which made me perfectionistic. Yes. Um, because, you know, that control thing, if I could try That's to right. control everything, then it wouldn't be so overwhelming and, and cause me so much anxiety and worry. Exactly. Um, exactly. But, yeah, and in in my language, um, that that perfectionism, that controller part, is a part of you, right? right? And and so when you can have respect for that part of you, and recognize, it's just trying to help you out, right? It just thinks no one will be able to criticize you, right? And you'll be in control, and nothing will go wrong if you just be perfect. Exactly. Just do it just right. Yeah. And for those of us who sort of, um, I don't know if you follow the Enneagram, but that's kind of an interesting, yeah. you know, type, typology. And those of us who are type one, which are tend to be the perfectionists, right, sort of fall into that very naturally. Yeah. Like, you know, I like to do things well. I like to be, I like to have high expectations for myself. And all of a sudden, it's eating you up. Right. And without trying, it's not a fault. I think that's my biggest message to people who worry. You're not, not, not broken. Right. You know, there's no, that, that perfectionism and that, you know, people say, oh, I'm far from perfect. That's not what perfectionism is, is it? You know, yeah. it's that constant striving and self-criticism and vigilance, you know. Yes. Um, but it's, it's not trying to hurt you. And it isn't a bad thing if it's sort of, within your own relationship inside you yeah. have a good relationship to it yeah very good i'm i'm a two or, or the helper is that a mm -hmm. two yeah that is that's right a two and you might have a one wing then right i don't yeah. know that much about i don't want to sell myself i know i know i gotta think i do love it i think it's so great yeah yeah, yeah i think it's yeah. amazing because it's it's unbelievably accurate when i read the you know i have the book actually i have two of the books and oh my gosh as i read like deepest fear <laughs> what the deepest fear is and i was just like oh my god it's like bing 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 <laughs> yeah there i am <laughs> Well, it has been around for thousands of years, so I suppose right. that they know what they're talking about. Exactly. Exactly. So, like you, you ex explain, you know, on your website that you have your own history um, with it, and I love the fact. I love the idea that those of us who have been through something then take what we've experienced and turn it into a positive to help others. So one, kudos to you for doing that and helping others along their healing journey. Um, just beautiful. Mm, thanks. I don't think you can really do it unless you have been there. Right. And, you know, I, I think that's the gift of struggle. Yeah. That, that it just opens us to other people. Every struggle I've ever had in life, whether it's been worry or, you know, pregnancy issues or, you know, marital issues or whatever it is, parenting, the struggles are what connect me to other people, you know, and getting through them and understanding them that that brings people to you and makes wow. you more human and helpful, you know, so 
I, I'm pretty grateful for all of that. At least at this stage of my life, I can't say it's always been right. <laughs> that would be I call weird. It, um, the gift within, you know, gift within the chaos that you. That's right. We eventually, like, not necessarily in the moment, but we eventually find the gift, you know, the lessons learned within it. Yeah, for sure. And how strong we are, you know, really, humans are amazing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just the the resilience and the ability to grow beyond, you know, I mean, I just think about people's stories that have sobered me so through the years. Oh, and yeah. uh, you just, it's such an honor to witness those and to see the amazing strengths and capabilities that come out of them. And when you're when you're with someone that's in the middle of one, and they can't see it, you know, you just, you just have such a heart for wanting them. Yeah. To recognize, oh, but look at you, you know, look how amazing you are. Right. I, I just, um, and when they do, that moment is spectacular, like nothing else, you know. Right, for sure. Yeah. Now, are yeah. you um, involved in, you know, do you utilize ACEs? Um, and you know, I, experience? I know what you're talking about. I don't tend to, to do a lot of those measures, but yeah. Yeah, how the high stress and the how many... Right? Is that yeah. what you're talking about? That yeah, scaling of, yeah. of yeah, how it just has such a profound impact on people as far as, yeah, like the anxiety they, they experience. Almost like it becomes, like you said, a part of them. It is a part. It of is a part of them. Yeah. And it, and it has, you know, internal family systems is so, so amazing to work with around anxiety and, and trauma and uh, things like that, because it literally looks at the inner world as an inner family. And so you have parts that are protective, you know, you have parts that come in that want to, you know, save you from whatever, not from the outside world particularly, but really from, from parts inside that have been deemed scary or unacceptable or too painful. And wow. so it's amazing. It is, it's, I love it so much. And it, oh, it is, yeah. it's really, I, I mean, I have to say, I, I've never felt like, oh no, you know, I'm, I'm not going to make it as a therapist or, but I can see why therapists who don't practice body centered models and especially something like IFS burnout, because being able to understand really what's going on inside to use it for your own parts while you're working with someone else and calm and calm, you know, it's, we feel each other. Right. Yeah. And not to get caught in that fix it trap with clients, but to understand they have the capability, you can just be curious about it and help them to find their way is so energizing. It's such a yeah. different experience than feeling like the answer person or the fix it person all the time. Because that really it. isn't true, you know? Right. We can't fit, you know, it's, it's not, we can't fix other people. Right. Yeah. Although my personality is, you know, to be the fixer. So uh -huh, exactly right. Well, and a lot of us in the helping professions, that is exactly who we are for sure. Right. Yeah. I've got a lot of two about me, you know, I, I love to take care of people and I love to know Yeah. and I love to tell people. And I think that's why I do love what I'm doing now because I do know a little something about polyvagal theory. I'm not the, I'm not the expert. Stephen Porges is the expert. Deb Dana is the expert. You know, Janine Fisher is the expert, but, I know enough and I understand the science of it that I can help it make sense to people, you know, and it's made such sense to me. Yeah. So instead of, you know, getting an anxious feeling now and going, Oh no, <laughs> you know, I'm in, I'm really 
in trouble or there's something wrong with me or making some kind of story, the first thing I can do is take a breath and understand exactly where in my nervous system this feeling is coming from as much as I can understand it, right? Right. And then have a sense of what to do with that on a body form. Just as if I would feel super hungry, I wouldn't go, oh no, this has a moral meaning. I'm hungry. Well, I mind if I <laughs> just ate. <laughs> well, then I'd be like, I'm kind of a pig, but no, <laughs> that would be bad, right? But you would tend to go, I'm hungry. How long has it been since I ate? You know, what am I needing? Okay, I can feel it. You wouldn't go, you wouldn't make a story about it generally. And so I think the same thing applies to things like worry. You know, where do you feel it in your body? What's happening for you? Yeah. And, and first noticing it purely as a body experience, blameless. We're supposed to feel, we're supposed to have nervous system, you know, sensation. Right. That happens all day long. Normal. All day long. Right. Yep. Am I safe? Am I dangerous? You know, did someone make a funny face at me? You know? Yeah. Did that scare me a little? Did that make me think? You know, just noticing, okay, wait, my body picked up a signal. What am I doing with that? Yes. And then to go from there, you can get in deeper and go, and what part of me is activated? And how can I be with that part of me? Just as I would be with a child or someone I loved. I love it. And two things popped out at me. One, you, you mentioned, you said the words, just noticing twice. And <laughs> my therapist, I went through EMDR therapy. Oh yeah, great therapy. Yeah, yeah for four years and yeah. lots and lots, 98 sessions, but man, did we work through a lot of trauma. Yeah. And, but I, one of the most powerful lessons she taught me was just notice. You know, when I would be sitting in, an, in a session and we would be going back into one of my traumas and a panic attack would be arising and I would, tears would be, I'd be sobbing and shaking and all of that. And she would just calmly remind me, one, that I was grounded, two, just notice. And, and it was that same sort of thing. And then the other thing is I'm so intrigued by this because I'm that person that loves to fill my toolbox with. So I'm, I'm going to have to dive deep into this because I had not heard of, is it internal family? Internal family system therapy. Yeah. System. By Richard Schwartz. Okay. It yes. is. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's been around for quite some time and um, I've been, I've been working with it. I learned it actually in my master's program when I went back to school after my kids were in school. And uh, so that would have been way back in early 2000, you know, okay. so it's been around well before that, but awesome. it's also, it's a, it's, it's got research, it's research-based. It's got SAMHSA behind it. Bessel van der Kolk, who you may have heard of in your yes. trauma work. Yeah. He, the, he has that in his book. Um, yeah. The body keeps the score as an, I love that a book. very, Yes. fantastic book and you can read a little bit about ifs in there it's okay. a um it it is one of his faves for working with trauma and i just think everybody has little t trauma right you know whether you know people have big t but these little parts of us inside don't know the difference <laughs> you <Right>. know <laughs> i mean some of the parts i've met inside me that i go well, that's what you were that was the worry oh my goodness you know it could yeah. be now it seems silly, but in my system inside, when things get pushed away for 5, 10, 15, 20, sometimes 50 years, that behind that door can feel pretty frightening, yeah? Sure. Yeah, so, you know, lots of times with IFS, we'll find, you know, this great, oh, no, I can't go there. I don't, I hate that feeling. I hate that part. I hate that sensation in the body. 
but once they can have compassion for it yeah. and they they you know it's like opening the door and there's a child there yeah. and they go oh hey you know I thought you were a big huge monster and oh you're just a baby you know so yeah it's quite quite miraculous work yeah yeah what a beautiful that beautiful vision and way to put it yes and yeah. I yeah. get it I think I've done that a few times we've been like oh yeah it's like I didn't know. I'm sorry. You know, you're, you're really pretty cute. Yeah. You're just hurting. <laughs> but you know, when you yeah. grow up fearing those feelings. Yeah. Well, and it's important, I think, for children to start. Hopefully we are, I don't know, a little better than back in the day where we would just tell kids to be quiet and stop crying. And so, you know, we're, and where we're helping them to go to notice their own bodies and what's happening in there because it's not just about your mind you know the body has its own own brain and honestly the brain in the body communicates up probably more to the brain more than the other way around and right. I say probably I know it's true for the vagus nerve the ventral vagus nerve it's 80% up from the body wow. yeah and only 20% of the, the messages go down the vagus nerve so that tells us we usually feel first, right? Yeah. And what do you do when you feel first, you know? And I think under, the more, and I think that worriers tend to like to know. Yes. Right? <laughs> I only laugh because I get it. Yes. Yeah, I, I feel you. I do too. And, you know, for years, when I would worry, people would just, you know, roll their eyes or you get, they get like, you know, you know better than this or you know just buck up or you can do it and to just accept their words without knowing now I can see why it doesn't work without blaming me at all I can see very clearly science-based and therapy-wise why that doesn't work and it wasn't my fault right you know why someone couldn't just give me advice and I take it and go with it because you can't and when you're in your sympathetic nervous system, right, that fight, flight, freeze, which you, I'm sure, know tons about, yes, you're no more able to receive a, a charged, positive message than you would be if you were laying on the floor having a seizure and someone said, get up and walk away, right? Yeah. And you're in a nervous system state that would not permit your body to just do that, just switch and go on. Right. No way. No way. Right. Yeah. And that's not your fault. Your no. body's wise. It knows what it's doing. Yeah. Yes. I, I, yeah. I used to tell people that with panic attacks, you know, I, I truly had no control over what was happening in my body. Um, that's right. The physical sensations, the racing thoughts. No. As much it's as voluntary. Yeah. <laughs> as much as my logical brain would be like, oh my gosh, Terry, you're fine. You know, the bridge is not going right. to you know, the light's going to change in any second and you're going to get off. This right. You know, my, right, right. my brain would be like, how do I get off? How do I get off? It's, oh, you know, that's I'm right. going to die. And that yeah. Was, yeah. And really the logical mind is offline at that point. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. And there if anything, no if it's thing. shouting at you, it's yeah. going to feel like more danger, isn't it? Right. Yeah. So there you go. You got that. You got that cycle that's just swirling you down worse and worse and worse, yeah. lower and lower, yeah. uh, not trying to hurt you. That logical mind wasn't trying to hurt you. Right? right, the logical mind that's saying you're okay, you're okay, is really trying, but it's ineffective. In fact, it probably polarizes the rest of you into you really don't see how dangerous this is. Let me feel yeah. it stronger. Let me tell you louder. 
Yeah. Right? So, yeah, me. that's, yes, yes. Yeah. So that's why it's worse, you know? Right. Yeah, that's why it's worse. So when I set out and started boiling down everything to, to write this into a book, it was so, I realized, wow, you know, the more you practice this, the better it is. Yeah. So it's like yoga in that way or exercising in that way. You know, you tone your nervous system and you tone your habits and you, the practice of being with your parts inside becomes more like breathing than an effort, you know, and it just gets better and better and better, which got me so excited because I think about, you know, anybody that starts today has started a seed that will just grow and grow and grow for the rest of their life. Right. Right. For the rest of their life. Yeah. So, so that just thrills me. That just, I love it. I had, um, I think one of the shifts too, for me was when I started to develop a gentle curiosity towards what was happening in my body, instead of looking at it as something so horrific to fear, like, Oh my God, I'm starting to feel that sensation. Oh, you know, that I started to be like recently I went, in um, July to my son moved to Denver in early 2018. And so I hadn't been out to see him. So normally I had to take Xanax to fly starting the day before, because it would just be be overwhelmed with worry, anxiety, panic, you know? Yeah. This time I decided I'm going to fly without Xanax and I'm, I'm going to look at this as an adventure. Well, as we were sitting on the flight, waiting well, there's for- the word. I'm going to look at this as an adventure. That yeah. sparks curiosity immediately, right? Yes, exactly. So cool. I was like, anything that happens, I'm just going to, I'm just going to like absorb it, take it on, see mm. what happens. So I'm sitting on the flight. We're sitting on the tarmac in Cincinnati <laughs> waiting for our flight to take off. And I noticed just my right arm <laughs> had this like, crazy tingling sensation like just like all the panic in my body was just in this one spot and (laughs) I was like I looked at my my you know my daughter and I was like this is so crazy like what I can I'm only feeling it but I I was like this is amazing like all my pain what a cooperative system yeah right (laughs) and so I almost found it amusing and fun because I thought I would love this last for the whole flight I wonder if it's just oh my gosh that's right I wonder I wonder I wonder yeah what did you did you ever get any more info from that arm that Um, sounds like a crazy question probably every time I flew we flew to Denver, we flew home from Denver. Then in the next week, we flew down to South Carolina for a girl's trip that I had already planned. Um, and then flew back. And every time, I'm telling you, it's the weirdest thing. Like I've, that one spot. <laughs> listen, with IFS work, one of the jokes is you can't make this stuff up. Right. <laughs> right? You just can't. You can't believe it when you're feeling something so strong. I mean, I've got this curious part that says, Oh, I would love to get in there and help you to, to listen to the arm. I mean, right now yeah. you you did everything you needed to do, and it was so unbelievably perfect. But that arm, it, now you have a relationship, right? Yeah. You've 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 welcomed it. Yes. You've been like compassionate with it and curious with it, um, and that's that's amazing. And then really that that arm knows. The neurons in that arm know what's going on. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. I said, I wonder if one point in my life, like 
during a moment that my dad may have, you know, because see, my dad was very bad for the first 10 yeah. years and grabbed yeah. hold of my arm and maybe yanked me up or something. And it's just yeah. a body memory, which I've learned a lot yeah. about. And so, yeah. you know, again, yeah. I looked at it like, oh, maybe it's a body memory. And I even said, you know, hi, dad, because we worked through healing and got to a place of forgiveness. But I was like, you know, like, a dad, like a dad spot, not that it was a good memory, but it's a body memory. And my body's reminding me of something. For real. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you. What, what we, what I do is with IFS and what good IFS therapists do is literally help you to connect to that part and hear directly from it. Oh, so So you don't have to wonder, you know, you can sit with curiosity, but you, you can, you, you, it's amazing. And that, that, especially when you have that body sensation so clearly, you know, it's right there. You know, you don't have to go searching around. Where do I feel this? You know exactly. It's telling you loud and clearly. Oh yeah. But I, but I love that it sort of got out of your core and moved to a peripheral space where it was manageable too. Yes. Isn't that isn't that neat? No. Yeah. You have <laughs> such it. a compassionate system. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's a great story. Oh, thank, thank you. you. That's for the first time I shared it. That's, it, so. <laughs> That's big. It's so big. Yeah. You know, and sometimes doing IFS work when I've been on the sort of the receiving end and doing my own work, I would be feeling my heart like, ah, you know, like, holy cow. And, you know, these little thoughts are crossing my mind. And I thought about it with your arm, like, maybe I am having a heart attack. (laughs) Maybe this is, this is a perfect worry statement, right? Maybe this is actually a heart attack. And everyone else who's practicing in the group is not having a similar sensation. I'm just going to drop that right now. You know, right. And then I would find, no, actually, it's not. It's just that those parts of our bodies, when we're connected to them, really show up. And they will really, you know, show us all kinds of feeling and emotion and sensation. And, uh, and, then, there's, and then there's, of course, connection that you can have beyond that. But, right. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> Well, yeah. I love it. You've, you've helped yeah. me add, you know, an amazing, yeah, new perspective to my toolbox. So wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I'm happy about that. And you have a great toolbox, clearly. Yeah. Well, I've done, oh, I mean, like brain plasticity stuff is amazing. Yeah. To me. And, um, you know, EFT, like tapping stuff and yes. Ho'opono, yeah. Hawaiian healing. I mean, I just yeah. think there's, there's so many things that, um, you know, we can use, like you said, to help us um, just become in tune with what what our body is trying to tell us. And exactly, yeah, yeah. And I, and you know, as you're naming these things, what I'm really grateful for now is that there is there is a lot of technology that shows this is not woo woo. Right. You know, there is there's certainly woo woo feeling about it. Let me tell you. You know, when you're talking <laughs> about your arm, I'm sure some people would go. That's nice, Terry. <laughs> you know, but, but you know, you can't. You know, when neurology can actually now go in and track things and MRI things. You know, that's why Bessel van der Kolk's work is so important, and other, you know, Stephen Porges that does the science behind things. Like this is not made up. No. This is ancient wisdom based on reality that now, through many of our our tech applications, we can see. You know, yeah. that, that word, this, you know, and, and the, you know, a lot of the ancient wisdom was right. It was right. You know, there's reasons for it, you know? So, and again, warriors typically like to know, 
You know, you don't want to be just being led down some little woo-woo path and, you know, disappointed at the end. Right. So it's great to know, no, these are, this is real stuff. This is, this is no joke. For sure. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to throw one of my favorite podcast questions because I just, I love the answer. So if you could meet anyone (laughs) in the world dead or alive to help you with your mission, whether it's, or your continued journey, either personal or professional, who would it be? Wow. I always have trouble with like one choice. You know? <laughs> What's your favorite movie? One choice? Oh. Well, you can give more than one. All right. I probably can't, but let me see. <laughs> if I could meet anyone to help me with my journey, is that the question? Yeah. I would, you know, honestly, it, it's sort of a simple answer, but I think I would like to go back and re-meet my grandparents as an adult. Yeah. You know, I... I often feel them, you know, feel their influence and certainly their genetics in my life and in my children's lives. And yet I was very young when my grandfathers died and I was older when my grandmothers died, but I didn't have an adult to adult relationship with them. And I would love to go back and just ask them more questions and, you know, get more of what their past and their ancestors were like. And, um, and kind of just have that experience, you know, I, I think that that would be really insightful and, and heartwarming for me. I think yeah. that would feel great. I think of them a lot. So. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. I get uh, a friend yeah. of mine is, I don't know, a medium. I don't know. She gets messages. Mm, so yeah. She'll give me messages from my, Oh, I just felt a tickle on my cheek. She always tells me my grandmother's touching my cheek and my, my shoulder. Oh my gosh. It's weird. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, you're kind of going, oh, uh uh-oh. I have goosebumps. I love it. it. Me too. I know. But she, I was going to talk about my one grandma, my my mom or my dad's mom, Grandma Kitty. Oh, my God. She was such Mm. a powerful influence in my life. But my grandma Mary, I didn't really know very well. And so my friend has been telling me, you know, she's giving you messages recently. And oh my gosh, I found out some stories about her from my mom, who's starting to, at 83, deal with her past all of a sudden. And, and you know, like she's wow. finally opening up about the horrific things that she had dealt with in her childhood and started to Ooh. tell me things that I didn't know about her mother. And uh-huh. I was just like, like, wow. blown away at, wow. you know, like my grandmother, I guess, had lost... Um, had two infants that died. I didn't know that. Like in birth and they yes, died yes. after birth. And she always yeah. had such sad eyes to me. And yeah. oh my gosh, oh. I get what you're saying because I'd love to sit down with her now as an adult. Yeah. And just yeah. like, well, one, hug her and kiss on her and love on her and be like, oh my gosh, I, I'm so sorry for yeah. what I went through. I had no idea. But yeah. just to kind of honor her. Yeah. 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 I think that today that's what feels right to me. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. It's a great question. Yeah. yeah. All right. Any myths or facts that you'd like to clarify for listeners mm. about you know, worry or anxiety or whatever it is? Yeah, maybe. I think um, one that I, I just think is very important and maybe obvious to some folks, but not to worry, as I don't think, is that worry is never trying to harm you. You know, people are like, I hate it. It's, it's just making my life miserable, which is true. I'm not disagreeing. But 
but no part of you is ever trying to hurt you. And we never want to rid ourselves of any parts of ourselves, but we do want to unburden them so that we can live happy and successful lives and what we would call self-led lives, right? Our core self. So yeah, nothing, no part of you is ever trying to hurt you, no matter how drastic it can look. Right. Okay. It can look really, I mean, parts of us can physically do terrible things to us. We know that's true. People suicide, people over drink, they, you know, but the part itself that's inspiring that is truly in its own bizarre way, trying to help you. It just has no guidance to do that. It's trying to do it completely alone. So that's one thing. Um, And then second, um, that worry isn't your fault. And it isn't, um, it isn't a fault of your body. You are biologically sound. You know, you really are. Um, and I know that there are extreme situations when biology through, somebody talked the other day on the radio about somebody getting a virus that entered through their eye and went straight to their brain and they became um, psychotic. And it was a fascinating wow. story. It was great. It was on NPR. And I thought, well, yeah, there are biological things right. through, you know, that can happen to us. But for the general chronic worry, this is not because you're, you're made wrong. You know, you really aren't, you're, you're really a sound human being. That's not a fault in biology. Um, and yes, you are right that if you could have just snapped out of it, you would have, you are not foolish. You're not, you're not naive. You don't lack what other people have. Okay. If you could have just said, I'm going to change my mind and do this differently. You would have already done that. Right. 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 Yeah. So you don't need to keep beating up on yourself. Yeah. 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 So it's very true. And again, and there is hope. And you, and really, I I really want to assure people that you can still be you. You can still have the same kinds of energies and emotions and personality that you have, which for a lot of us that worry, that's part of us, right? right. Like, right. you know, and I was thinking the other day about like the the old shows and of course they're, they're comedy, but you think about Mary Tyler Moore and her, you know, and yeah. Don Knotts back in my childhood, you know, who was always, you know, anxious and worried and, you know, Eddie Murphy and I can't remember the name of the movie he was in, but he was just freaked out about every, you know, that was always kind of comic and tender and sweet. And you love those people, right? Yes. The worried, the worried. And we love that in ourselves too. It's not, it's not a personality flaw. It's just being able to incorporate it into your whole self so that it doesn't cause you suffering anymore. Yeah. Right? And right. so that it's not stepping in when it doesn't need to be there at all. Right. Yeah. So you don't have to have a personality transplant to feel better. Right. Right. And the beautiful thing is that, you know, there's healing and there's hope for That's right. being able to, um, you know, like you said, look at what is happening and, and take healing measures. Yeah. And feel, and truly feel better really, you know, because the cycle of worry creates a lack of self-confidence, a lack of self-trust, which breeds lack of being able to trust others. Right. Right. The whole um, perfectionism that is just, you know, that's a, that's a path into uh, self-criticism, other criticism, and feeling like outside of every everyone because yeah. you know you just place. So, you know that's why I think I really do want to offer that sense of hope to people because it's not it's not like oh I have a little worry so big deal. If you have a fair amount of chronic worry, it is a big deal. 
because it cycles into every area of your life. You know, you might not have chosen that career or you might be passing lots of anxieties onto your children inadvertently, or your relationships might be just fraught with the struggle and uh, lack of connection. And I think the, the one of the bases can be simple worry that can, you can help. And I really, really believe that. Yeah. It's very important. And once I think, you know, you learn coping skills and you learn, you know, go through work with a therapist such as yourself or whatever it is that helps you almost awaken to it um, and, and, and then be cognizant of it. Like I'll catch myself worrying and falling back into old habitual patterns, but then I can stop myself and be like, no, we're going to, we're going to redirect here. And, and then just take a more positive approach. And, but I had to learn that and it was quite a process. Right. To be and it's not, yeah. And, and I would suggest, you know, that it is learning. Yes. But I know you've done lots of EMDR, right? You said, right. and, and that is, that's beneath learning, right? Because when you worry, it's not for lack of, for oh, it isn't lack for learning, right? It isn't yeah. lack for intellect or the ability to, I read that book on the power of positive <laughs> thinking. What's wrong with me? You know? Yeah. So it is a body. It is a body thing. Yeah. You have to get in there. Um, I can help you. Other people can help not you, but you know, your audience. Right. And, and it's, um, it is, it's, you won't need as many coping skills, right? Because you unburden these things. They, they heal. Yes. You know, that's why I love the name of your show. And I was like, I want to be on this show because <laughs> parts literally, when led through this process, they literally heal. Right. They, they shed the burdens that they're carrying, which are part, which are what's informing what's happening inside you. And it doesn't mean you're multi-personality. It doesn't mean you're crazy. We are all, we all have multitudes inside. Walt Whitman said that, right? I have multitudes inside. This is not new information. We're not just one way. You wake up in the morning, one party wants to get out of bed and party would just soon stay there, right? <laughs> right? We don't have just one thing at a time. Like you're not one whole thing, right? We have lots of different parts of us that inform our thinking different ways. And when they get burdened, that creates a system that makes life difficult. So you know, the neat thing about this process is coping skills are only as effective as you yourself is, is available. True. And yeah. And so when these exiled parts are, are pushed away and carrying burdens and there's a whole system of protection around that, be perfect or worry or drink or whatever people are doing, right. Overwork or whatever. It, it, it's, you, you know, it's nice to add in another manager would be to say, just cope, right? Another manager would come in and say, okay, now I will do A, B, and C. But if to actually get it under those and heal that little exile part, yeah. let it release that and come into a good relationship inside you, then you don't need as many little ticks of the boxes to make sure you're okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And it takes some time, but it, well, it is brilliant. That's, that's Richard Schwartz. Yeah. 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 And it brings me back to that same sensation of like being on the bridge in a panic attack where before I had done the healing work, before I was able to get in there and process things that had been never right. processed as a child because I didn't know how to process them. 
And that's right. Yeah. And, and I finally was able to process it correctly and release that negative energy. Right. Then I was able to put change habitual patterns and bring. Yeah. Yeah. Up. Right. Now I can read books and, and yeah. they're full of positivity and beautiful, you know, poems about life and even about worry. And I'm like, yes, but yeah. I'm telling you in my twenties, I would have been like, right. screw you. <laughs> Wrong. wrong yep. Nope. Not happening. Right. I'm not. Ha- no. I'm not having this. This is like la la la. I'm glad you're so happy. I'm miserable. Right. right. So right. yeah, you can't receive that until until there's been some healing. But yeah. there can be healing. There can be healing. There is healing. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. So how do people get a hold of you? Oh, it's not too hard. I have a website. Okay. <laughs> it's my name. It's Ingrid Y Helander LMFT dot com. So that's I-N-G-R-I-D-Y-H-E-1-L-A-N-D-E-R-L-M-F-T. So they could go there. They can just look up calmyourworries.com. That will take them to uh, the information about my book, which is really easy to remember. Just calmyourworries.com. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Pinterest. I'm on LinkedIn. Oh my <laughs> gosh, there. that's me. <laughs> you can Google me, right? Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and if you... If you see me on Facebook or um, or Instagram too, and on the first page of my website, as you scroll, you'll see that I have a newsletter available for nothing. So people can get you know kinds of hints and tips and and writing about this process and about their worry. And um, so I I'm happy to have people join my newsletter and you know go to my website and click click on the uh, little pop up and it'll it'll take you there. Um, and I'm also starting uh, this fall, I'm starting a, um, an eight-week course on Calming Worries. Isn't it? It's a personalized oh. program. Yeah, and I'm super excited about this because I truly believe it's going to do what an hour a week in the office cannot do because it's going to mm-hmm. offer lessons that people can watch over and over and over again and worksheets that they can work on in their own time and their own space and go back and revisit it as well as um, coaching times with me. Very so I, yeah, I'm very excited. And people can, um, you'll see that on my website and of course on Facebook and Instagram as well. So yeah, lots of ways to reach me. I'm, I'm would love to hear from your people anytime and uh, get the book and let me know what you think and how it feels, you know, anybody that's reading, listening. Wonderful. Yeah, I'd love, love, to, love your comments too. And I always learn, learn from people. Yeah. yeah, I, I know. Yeah. I love getting feedback and yeah, and learning what's working for mm-hmm. people. Yeah, so yeah, cool. for sure. Um, all right. Well, we have just a few minutes left. Is there anything else that you wanted to address? Mm. I don't think so. I, I just would like to say lot. thank you. Yeah, we did. I feel like woo. That was that was a crash course. But you know, also just really thanking you, Terry, for for your work and your obvious love and dedication for what you're doing in your heart. I really feel like, you know, I have this sense of us all kind of making this web of love and and caring around the world. And um, I'm really excited to see what you're doing and and to be a part of it. Thanks for having me. Thank you. You gave me goosies again. Yeah, no, no joke. Yeah. (laughs) I can feel it, you know, just we, I really see it like hands just all connected. 
Yeah. Well, again, and thank you for the work you're doing, as I said beforehand, shining the light of hope. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I love the idea I have over my desk right here. I have, it says vision and then it's got like a lighthouse and it's shining out over a dark, Ah. very stormy. And I think of so many of us, you and and, and so many of my guests are just, um, you know, these beacons, these, these lighthouses in a stormy world and um, this this light that you're shining of helping people and guiding them along their healing journey is just it gets me teary-eyed. I almost choked up there for just a second, but it's very beautiful. Um, so yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Well, we live in a in a anxiety-ridden culture, yeah. and um, I think knowing what to do with that is huge right now. Yeah. How to help. So I think for those of us who have been there and get it, it's important to share that. I love that you said lighthouse. That's I have a, also have a free Facebook page called Calm Your Worries Connections that anyone can join, um, and just comment in on their experience of worry and get little tips and so on. But the picture, um, my husband and I like to sail, and so the picture is the back of my head, but it's a lighthouse. Oh! So when you said that, I went, oh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, there you go. Right, so, right. And, and I love the image. I love the ocean for one thing, just its power and its it's buoyancy and the way it holds us. And then the lighthouse that is like, you know, human, I'm keeping you safe. I'm lighting up for you. So when you said that, I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's calm your worries connections on Facebook and people are welcome to join. Wonderful. Me. Wonderful. And I'll include links on all of that on the YouTube. Thanks. And then when I send out all of the media blasts so people can get to it. So great. Fun, fun. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, Everyone, thank you for joining us today on the Healing with Place podcast. And until next time, remember, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye.